just stars in our family's constellation. Stephen Robert Cuda. 2023. A new year, a new chance to start fresh, to make new steps, and to integrate all the lessons we have learned in the past year. In our culture, where I come from, the new year starts at the beginning of spring. And to me, it always feels more natural to plant new seeds and to set new intentions along with the natural cycle of the seasons. During the winter, just like nature, we feel the tendency to turn inwards to stay inside, to be low in energy and maybe feel a little depressed or sad. And all of that is very natural for this time of the year. However, our society is built upon the Western calendar, so we don't know better than to celebrate the new year in January, right after Christmas. So my wish to you for this new year is that it may bring you health, love, abundance, playfulness, and lots and lots of opportunities for personal growth and healing. We have just moved through the holiday season, and maybe this season was very loving for you, with lots of happy moments, with loved ones, family, and friends, but it's also possible that you've been going through a challenging time in which you felt lonely or sad or simply exhausted from all the social obligations like family gatherings. The holiday season can be a different experience for everyone. And even though most of us have associated the holidays with joy, family and food, and we're even expected to have a good time, we don't often talk about the other side to it, in which feelings like loneliness and depression can get the upper hand. There are people who have lost their loved ones or couldn't be close to them for whatever reason, or those who have complicated family situations and feel pressured by all kinds of expectations placed upon them. And the social media feeds filled with romantic, happy posts of people showing their joy can be a hard pill to swallow for those who are going through something. To those, I want to say, I see you. During the past holiday season, I spent time with my family like I always do, holiday season or not. And we went to the movies, The Avatar, The Way of Water. Beautiful movie, but I'm not going to say anything about it. I do want to say that in the movie, the avatars, or they have a name, but I don't know it 
for now I just say the avatars, they greet each other by saying, I see you. I found that so beautiful. Imagine that each time when we meet each other, instead of saying hi or hello, we say, I see you. Can you imagine how that would feel and how that would make us connect and relate to each other differently? That inspired me so much that I wanted to apply that here in my podcast. Even though I'm here to share my story, I do that because I wish to speak to those who feel unseen or unheard. So I see you wherever you are, whatever you're going through. Stick with me through this journey and you will find that we have much more in common than you think. So during my holidays, I spend time with my family. And when I say my family, I mean my parents and my brother. I have a big family in Iran, but in the Netherlands where I grew up, it was always just the four of us. Being away from my family in Iran has always been something that would weigh heavy on my heart. And it's not until recently that I discovered that Missing my family has left a much bigger impact on me than I could have ever imagined. Even though I was born in the Netherlands and I never knew any better than to have my parents around me and seven years later a little brother, I felt like a huge part of me was missing, but I could never understand why. Whenever we went to Iran during the summer, it was not like we went there every year. I think in total I went there five or six times. But each time I went there, I was overwhelmed with the amount of joy, love and connection that I felt there. It was so fulfilling to be there around my family that whenever we had to come back to the Netherlands after the trip... I would fall into a depression. I was so sad and I was also angry that I was missing out on all the family weddings and birthdays and gatherings. And I remember being so upset with my parents and asking them with tears in my eyes why they had taken all that love away from us and instead chose to live this isolated life in a country where I just couldn't feel like I belonged. Now, as a young woman, obviously, I see things differently. I see how incredibly lucky I am that I've had the opportunity to grow up in a country where I was given the freedom to pursue my personal development, to make choices for myself, and to discover who I am without being oppressed or held back by all kinds of restrictions. And I realize today more than ever that not everyone in this world is as fortunate 
to have the opportunities that I've had and that breaks my heart. And to those, I want to say, I see you, I feel you. Today, I am talking to you about family. Family is where it all starts, where everything begins. It's where we first get a sense of who we are, where we create our self-concept. It's where we learn how to look at the world and how to position ourselves in it. Family is where we learn about love and what it means to connect and to relate to each other. So, obviously, my story also begins with the family I was born into. My dad had left Iran years after the revolution and moved to the Netherlands. My mom followed him three years later and one and a half year later I was born. From what my parents tell me, I was a happy baby. And when I look back at old pictures and videos, I see what they mean. I was always dancing or singing behind my little microphone and asking for my parents' attention while I was performing for them. So I can definitely recall times in which I was simply being a careless little kid. However, I cannot recall exactly when that carelessness started to transform into a girl who became high vigilant and very aware of problems. Problems in the world, but mostly problems between her parents. I witnessed the discussions and disagreements and the more I learned about their issues, the more I lost my sense of being a careless little kid. I stopped feeling like a child and instead wanted to mature fast so I could solve all the problems between my parents and take their worries away. In the previous episode, the introduction, I shared with you how I've always been passionate about the human psyche and understanding how people work. And as much as I love this topic, and I sincerely consider it my passion, the desire to understand people also comes from a wound. When, as a child, you notice that your parents aren't fully available, whether emotionally or physically, and they cannot meet your needs, you learn to train yourself to tune in to their world and to understand what you need to do to receive their love and approval. Very early on, I unknowingly abandoned myself, my needs, and what I was feeling and I became fully focused on tuning in with my parents' inner world and their needs. Meeting their needs and expectations was my drive behind everything I did. If my mom wasn't happy, 
I could feel it instantly and I would make it my primary job to take her pain or sadness away from her. That's what children do. They are so loyal to their parents that they are willing to abandon themselves but never abandon their parents. So this is where the unconscious desire to understand people came from. Because I felt like nobody was really trying to understand me. So if I wanted love and connection, it meant that I had to work hard, do my best and figure out the other person. And I became really good at it. So much so that I could unconsciously feel who was in need of care and attention. And that's where I would jump in. You can imagine how this affected all my relationships later on. Now, don't get me wrong. I received so much love, care and attention from my parents, for which I'm very grateful. Our parents do the best they can, always. And they also have been raised by parents who did the best they could. But pain and trauma is inevitable. And no matter how much our parents give us their all, we as their children have needs that they won't be able to recognize and meet right away. And some of our parents were so focused on providing safety and survival that they didn't have the space, time or energy to even think about emotional needs. So where am I going with all this? I want to introduce you to the topic of family constellations. Imagine, every time a group of people come together, a system is being created. And this system connects each and every person to one another. Within this system, there are laws and principles at work governing the entire system and each individual connected to it. You can see these laws and principles as a source of energy that provides health, vitality, love and positivity. This system and its underlying laws and principles work when each person of the group is taking the space that is meant for them. I'm going to try to give you an example. Imagine that you have a group of people consisting of person A, B and C. To make it easy, let's just think of the order of the alphabet. So A comes first, then B, then C. The system works when person A stands to the left, after comes person B, and after that comes person C, all the way to the right. When each individual has taken their own space and is filling their assigned role, the flow of energy within the system will connect them all together and also connect them all to themselves. 
Now, if person A decides to leave its spot and take over the place of person B, there is a disruption of the system and a disruption of energy, flow, and vitality. I know this is a silly example, and it might not make sense to you yet, but bear with me. Applying the workings of this, where people belonging to the same group make up a system and then are governed by its underlying laws and principles, we are now going to take this to family. And this is when we talk about family constellations. Within a family, just like a family tree, there is a natural order of generations where our grandparents stand above our parents because they gave them life and our parents stand above us since they gave us life. Easy to follow, right? Then, with the children, the firstborn has their role as the older brother or sister and after comes the second and third child, etc. So the family all together with everyone in it, all generations who have ever lived, make up a system. And within this system are underlying laws and principles at work. These laws and principles need to be respected. It's bigger than what we can imagine with our human mind and far more intelligent than we can ever be. The system asks of us this. Our parents are the ones who stand above us in the family tree and they are the ones who need to take care of us, the children. They are the ones who need to provide for us. That's the law. If for whatever reason this system is not being respected as it is and we as the individuals start to take on a role that is not meant for us, And mind you, we do this unconsciously. We not only disrupt our connection with this big network of energy, but we also disrupt the positions of the other family members who are connected to the system. I gave you an example earlier where I mentioned that the moment I started to become aware of problems between my parents... I took on a role that wasn't meant for me. I decided to not be a careless little kid anymore and chose to take on a responsibility that wasn't mine. And again, this happens unconsciously. And it is so subtle that we don't even notice when and how it happens. Because we're all connected to each other through an infinite and invisible large web and when one person is not standing in his or her position the others feel it directly and they adjust their positions to it and a very interesting way to see and experience this for yourself is to go to a family constellations session which is usually guided by a therapist. You can also watch videos on YouTube to see what it looks like and how it works. 
But it's so interesting to see that the changement of one person's position affects the entire network. That's how important and significant each person is. And that is why when you are struggling in your relationship with someone, whoever it is, all you need to do is to focus on yourself and to find out whether or not you are taking your space. Once you do that, once you stand in your position, you automatically create space around the other person, which then helps them to find their position. And that's why they always say, all you ever have to do is focus on yourself. And from there, the pieces of the puzzle will fit. Because I had stepped out of my role as a child, I lived the rest of my life disconnected from myself. Because I had judged my parents as incapable of taking care of my needs the way I wanted it, and I thought that I knew better than them, I lived life relying on myself and working hard for the things that I wanted in life. If only I work hard, I don't complain, I deliver quality work and I'm kind and honest, then the world would see me and reward me by thinking of me and give me opportunities. I thought. This hard-working mentality has brought me a lot, but there comes a point where you get tired of working hard. Working hard is great when you need to achieve a certain goal, but it's not so great when you think that you need to work hard to be loved, to be noticed. Because that's what you've been telling yourself all your life. Again, subconsciously. If all you've ever known was to rely on yourself to get what you need or want, you don't know how to receive anymore. And we can only receive when we stand in our position, the one that is meant for us. Not the one where we take on responsibility from other people and we try to save the world. No. The one where we respect and accept the entirety of the system as it is. As far more intelligent than we can ever be, even if we don't understand why things happen, or even when things go against our personal conscience or belief of what is right or wrong. It doesn't mean that we simply have to go along with everything, but it means that we first have to accept what is without jumping into interfering with the system. Interfering with what person A, B, or C should do. Because that's not your position. By getting back into your position and knowing what is yours and what is someone else's, from there you can make choices on what seems right for you and what doesn't. But because we have lost ourselves so much, we jump into other people's business because it's much easier. But the thing is, it doesn't work. 
it doesn't have the effect that we want to have. It only makes everything more chaotic. It makes family relationships more distant and disconnected when we blame, we judge, we isolate ourselves, whether physically or emotionally. The bigger picture is not our business. And trust me, I have to remind myself of this every single day. Because someone else's pain hurts me. And I feel guilty when I choose my happiness knowing that someone else is struggling. But life means learning how to deal with that guilt. There is no way to avoid it. By wanting to stay innocent and not take your position and thinking that it's noble and big of you to take up the responsibility of everything and everyone around you, nothing is going to change and no one is going to be helped. And besides, by believing that other people need us to be helped, we are actually saying that they are not capable or powerful enough to help themselves. So finding my place within my family constellation and within life in general has changed everything for me. And it still is actually. It's ongoing as I speak. Learning to embrace my parents as they are, the way they think, the choices they make, and not thinking that I know what is better for them. It's such a relief. It feels like I can finally relax and see them for who they are and appreciate them for it. I also feel like I can receive more easily from them, but also from life in general. I feel more comfortable in my relationships with other people, where before I would easily get overwhelmed and exhausted after having interacted with someone because I would give everything I had and I was also very easily influenced by their energy. Now I am more able to tune into what I feel and what I need. Another huge way in which finding my place is benefiting me is that because I have a better sense of what is mine and what is someone else's, I am less vulnerable for manipulation. I was a very easy target for manipulation because I always felt everything, all the energies and emotions of the people around me. I couldn't distinguish what was mine and what was someone else's. I was an easy target for manipulation because of this, because of my lack of boundaries of what belongs to me and what belongs to someone else. And also, when you step out of your own position as a child and you take that on into your adult life, you become tuned into the feelings and needs of other people. You become high sensitive and living life as a high sensitive person can be very overwhelming. And I don't know if you can ever grow out of being a high sensitive person, 
I don't think you would want that because it can be beautiful and it can be a strength that you can use in your life. I do believe that you can make life more pleasant and joyful when you learn how to position yourself in life and in relationship with other people by taking your own place and minding your own business. So by having listened to this second episode about family constellations, I want to invite you to look at your own life and to see and feel for yourself where you have got out of your position. Where do you find imbalance? Where does it feel like you have to work hard instead of letting go and receive? Where do you feel like you have judgments on others? On your parents, perhaps? Do you carry resentment or anger towards anyone? Are you able to accept what is and what has always been without the need to blame anyone for it or to change anything? And from there, slowly but surely, find your way back to your own place. There where you can let go of all the heaviness and come home to yourself. There where you can finally be carried by life's infinite source energy and you don't even have to work for it. I want to thank you for listening. My name is Atusa Zara and I see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.